Sometimes when I look at songwriting YouTube and songwriting podcasts, I see some of the same stuff over and over again about write a song in five simple steps and things like that. And look, even I have the six-step lyric writing checklist where I break down lyric writing into six easy-to-do steps that I myself use But sometimes I think in our quest to systematize songwriting, which I think is overall a good quest, we lose track of the reality that often for many elements of songwriting, it just is the case that songwriting is messy. Let's talk about it. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joseph Adala. Honored that you would take some time out of your day, out of your week, to talk songwriting with me. And look, we're talking about how songwriting is messy, but if you want one way to make it a little bit less messy and you haven't already, be sure to check out my six-step lyric writing checklist. It's at songwritertheory.com slash lyric checklist. This is the way that I've found has really helped me to be able to have a high standard with the lyrics that I produce and be able to reproduce that over and over and over again instead of just constantly feeling like it ends up being mostly luck I'm relying on for writing a great lyric because I'm so picky about lyrics. And these six steps have certainly helped me to be able to produce lyrics consistently that meet the threshold of quality that I want to always reach. And as I alluded to in the beginning, hey, there are ways to make songwriting less messy. At least for me, this has definitely been one of those things. So be sure to check that out, songwritertheory.com slash lyric checklist. Make lyric writing a little bit less messy. But in this episode, we're talking about how even with things like that, songwriting ultimately is still going to be at least a little bit messy. Usually it ends up being a little bit more messy than we would be comfortable with, or at least that I'm comfortable with. And, you know, I think sometimes just, and again, I'm a part of this, so I'm not coming down on anybody out there who is, you know, has a whole bunch of videos about five simple steps to blah, blah, blah. We all do it to an extent, but I think it's important to talk about the other side that like, yeah, okay, you can come up with five simple steps to write a song but you usually can't reliably just do that over and over and over again. And it always work in those five steps in those, in that order. And it's never as easy as it sounds, right? They might do some Ted talk. That's like, look, these are just the four steps you have to do. Like, yeah. Okay. But you didn't talk about how, like, even though it's just four steps, like half of your songs took like two years to write, or, you know, one time your step two didn't quite, you know, cut it. So you had to find a new way around it. Or the fact that probably you haven't written all of your songs with those four steps. And again, I I don't think that anybody's obligated to say like, hey, this just in. If I give you four steps to write a song, this isn't saying every single song you ever write should be with these four steps. Uh, That should be implied. But at the same time, I do think that there's a ton of stuff out there about, you know, the six steps or the three steps or whatever. And it's important to spend a little bit of time just admitting to ourselves, hey, that even with those things, songwriting often ends up being a somewhat messy process. It's never this perfect, It you know, it, it's not like producing a car on an assembly line, 
right? Like th- there's just machines and they put the car together in the same way every time and it just works for the most part. Obviously, you know, some might not pass QA or whatever, but I think we all want songwriting to get as close to that as possible. And I think that's a worthy thing to shoot for. But ultimately, we have to accept that this we're not we're not engineering a car right? or we're not making building a car where we want to copy and paste the same thing over and over again. This is a primarily creative process. There's a reason we don't call ourselves song engineers or songwriters, right? So anyway, we're talking, we're going to make several points about how songwriting is messy. Hopefully overall, this will maybe relieve pressure if you feel like, man, I, you know, I did these, you know, I found this five steps to write a song and it just isn't working for me or it isn't going as fast as I would like. Or if, uh, just, you know, the amount of content like that has started making you think, is it really that easy? Is it really that just do this, do this, do this, and boom, you have a perfect song. Um, hopefully it will make you feel a little bit better on that. And hopefully you'll learn something along the way that maybe you didn't know. Number one, how long a song takes can't be estimated. Unlike producing a car, where, again, if we go with the assembly line thing, I don't know how much time it is, but, you know, you can estimate exactly like, oh, yeah, it will take 12 hours to build that car or whatever it takes. You can't do that with songwriting. Some songs take a day. Some will take years. And you can't really have just like a checklist of things that you go through to write a song to estimate how much longer you have on a certain song. You can have a checklist about... You know, I need to write a verse, I need to write a second verse, I need to write a chorus, or whatever parts you may have. But ultimately, I found that whenever I do those things, which I have tried those things many times before, it just doesn't end up being an accurate reflection on like, oh, I have three weeks left on this song, or I have 10 hours left on this song. It just never works that way. Because again, it's not it's not like a car where it's done the same way over and over again. This, you know, I don't know. FRS is built the exact same way as every other FRS before it for at least that model year. And, you know, why is this, right? Well, one reason is what I just said, right? It's not not the same as just you're building the same thing over and over again. These are a primarily creative process. But also, another reason songwriting is a bit messy is songwriting inspiration and progress often comes in waves. And we've talked about this before, but always do the work. Don't don't wait for inspiration, whether you're inspired or not, whether the muse has visited you recently or not, do the work, right? Do whatever it might be, half an hour a day of writing or, you know, one day a week you do a five-hour songwriting session. Whatever works for you, that part doesn't really matter. But... Do the work whether you're inspired or not. A ton of great writing can be done during off days, off weeks, off months, and yes, even off years. And yes, you may have off years where just not much seems to go right in the songwriting department. But songwriting inspiration and often along with it, making progress on songs still comes in waves. The waves may be due to life circumstances giving you new inspiration or 
from, you know, deciding, hey, even though I'm not inspired, I'm going to write at least 15 minutes every single day. And eventually you get re-inspired from putting the work in. Overall, we can do things, which usually just involves putting in the work, going out to find inspiration, things like that, to help promote songwriting inspiration waves coming more more rapidly than they otherwise would. But ultimately, you can't control the waves. What we can control is putting the work in so that we are there to catch the waves when they come. So in my experience, it is not uncommon in like an average year of songwriting that I will make huge progress and and write like three full songs and make a ton of progress on like three other songs in the span of like two months. And then in the other 10 months, there will just be a bunch of random songs that I kind of start and some I make a little bit of progress on. But there is no like significant progress, at least not relative to those two months where the wave came. And that's not to say I'm not putting in the work all the other months. It's just sometimes it comes slower than others. Sometimes you might have a whole bunch of songs in progress and you make steady progress on all of them, but it feels like, man, none of them feel like they're close to done. And then one month hits and boom, you finish like six of them. This stuff happens. You might be trying to write a 10 song album in two years. It's probably a common case that like five of the 10 songs would be written in four months and the other five to be written over the rest of the 20 months. This is very common. We can't control the waves of inspiration. We can sort of manipulate it. We can put ourselves in position to catch any wave that does come. That's the part we can control. But ultimately that that inspiration and somewhat the progress, the rap, the rapidness of the progress we make comes in waves that we can't control. We can't control making steady progress all the time by do, putting the work in all the time. But we can't control when the moments come where, you know, in two days of songwriting, we got three weeks worth of songwriting done because we hit an inspiration wave. Ultimately, we can't control that. So it's messy, right? This is a, And this connects to the whole, you can't estimate how long a song is going to take. And you may say, well, Joseph, some people are paid to be songwriters and they have to write a song a week. I know. I have a friend slash mentor that uh, did this, right? He was uh, paid by Sony back in the day to, he basically had to produce a song a week. But we're not really talking about the scenario. Of course, you can produce a song, can spit out a song if you have to. But for most of us, we're songwriting with quality in mind, not the quantity that a company might force us to, right? One song a week doesn't, who, who's to say what the quality ends up being when you force that out? So ultimately when we're shooting for quality and we don't have somebody breathing down our necks to say, hey, you need to produce one a week, ultimately how long a song takes can't be estimated. And songwriting inspiration and progress often comes in waves. Also, Songs don't start from the same place. Sometimes they start with you sitting with a guitar and coming up with a chord progression. Sometimes they start with an intriguing thing that you hear a stranger say or that a friend says. 
Sometimes they start with an interesting sound that you stumble across. Sometimes they might start with a specific type of song or sound that you want to try to play with, right? You might want to try to write a, a song sort of modeled after another song you heard that you thought was intriguing, or you want to write it in a certain genre or subgenre you don't usually write in, or you just heard some sound, uh, like, for example, maybe you heard the the blaring of like a, a giant ship horn, um, I think they're called foghorns, um, maybe I'm wrong, I think that sounds right, but anyway, you hear that and you're like, oh, that's that's a pretty baller sound. I, I kind of want to build a song off of that. There, you know, sometimes you find ideas via other art, right? You watch a movie that has an interesting story or characters that you could write off of. Paintings, as you may know, if you've been a listener for a while, I'm a huge proponent of a part of your lyric writing process should be to go out, use Google Images, and find art that evokes uh, some of the same emotions that you want your song to evoke. Maybe there are pictures that relate directly to the story you're telling or the imagery that you're using. Maybe you read a book. Sometimes even you reverse engineer a theme for your song by coming up with a cool title first and then figuring out, hmm, well, that cool title seems like a song I would want to listen to, but what does it mean? <laughs> what is it about? Which we talked about here recently I believe in the podcast, if not, then on the YouTube channel. But all to say, songs don't start from the same place, right? Again, to the car manufacturing example, that assembly line starts with the same place every time and has the exact same steps in the exact same order and produces the exact same thing over and over again. Songwriting isn't that. It never will be that. And honestly, we should celebrate it not being that, even though, you know, as a software developer, you know, sometimes that part does, even though I love creativity, there's a part of me, like I'm always on this quest to systematize as much as possible. But ultimately, whenever you have something creative, while systems can be helpful, while processes can be helpful, and I think often are, ultimately you have to realize that there is some messy element. Creativity does not, is just doesn't work in the way that, that say, manufacturing does. So songs don't even start from the same place, right? Sometimes you might start your song and it ends up being the chorus. Sometimes you start a song and it comes from a more lyrical idea. Sometimes you start a song and it actually opens with, you know, melody, Right? Maybe you were just humming along in the shower. Eventually, you found yourself just humming something that is a song that doesn't exist. And you're like, wow, that was pretty cool. I guess I should write a song off of that. And then, you know, from there, you have to figure out a chord progression that supports that melody, right? Which might not be something you're used to, especially if you're somebody that usually starts with chord progression. When you write a melody first, now you have to go in reverse. You have to come up with a chord pro progression that fits with that melody, which really isn't very hard. But you know, if you're not used to that, that can be a step. Or if you usually are a music first person and you actually write a poem one day and you're like, man, I should put this to music. I should put this to song. I should make this a song because I just wrote a poem or I wrote, you know, maybe just a stanza or, you know, four lines or whatever it might be. And then you know, you find yourself in the interesting predicament of, huh, I've never tried to derive a melody out of a poem before 
or write a melody off of a poem before. I always write the lyrics to fit in with the music that I already have, which again is not necessarily that difficult, but if you're, you know, to some degree, how easy or difficult something is, is how much you've done it, right? You could have written a hundred songs, but if you always start with the music first, even though you've written tons of songs, you have a lot of experience, you've done it for years, all of a sudden it feels like, you know, you're back to being a novice, being a beginner, if now you have to go in an order that you never have before. So songs don't even start in the same place. And connected to that, songs often don't come together in the same order. I think often it's best to start with the chorus. It's the one part of the song that everything else tends to connect with directly, right? You have verse that needs to connect into a chorus. You have a second verse that needs to connect into that chorus. You have a bridge that needs to connect back to the chorus, just going with the most standard song structure. Or if you have, you know, a a, a a bridge that goes into a third verse, then that third verse has to connect back into the chorus. But the chorus, you know, you don't necessarily need to have the second verse flow from the chorus because often the chorus is more thematic and the second verse is simply continuing the story of the first verse. It just needs to end in a way that it makes sense to go from that the end of the second verse back into the chorus. So, at least primarily, that's the reason I think it's often best to start with the chorus. But sometimes you write the bridge chord progression first, and you might not even know that you wrote the bridge chord progression first. As far as you know, you might be like, hey, I wrote this cool chord progression that I want to use in a song. And eventually, as you continue writing the song, turns out that, that it, you end up feel feeling like it's best used as the bridge. Sometimes you might write the intro piano part first. Right? So you're not even writing a verse yet. You're just writing this introductory piano part, which may be the same part that is played during the verse and often is, but it might not as well. There are some songs that have you know piano intros that are completely separate from the rest of the song. Uh, sometimes you might write a random line, right? Uh, maybe one single lyrical line that ends up being a part of the second verse. Right? You thought maybe it would be in the chorus, but no, it ends up being in the second verse. Sometimes you write the bass line for the chorus first. So you didn't start with a chord progression. You didn't start with the melody of the chorus. You didn't even start with you know, a, a primary instrument in the chorus. You started with a bass line in the chorus. And sometimes you have a whole song that you love that clearly needs a chorus, but you just can't get the chorus right. You keep writing different choruses and it just doesn't work. So songs don't even come together in the same order often. What part you write might be totally different, right? Which is sort of what we talked about before, where songs don't start in the same place. But from there, things don't always come together in the same order. You might write the bridge first. You might write the chorus first. You might, you know, have a chord progression for the chorus, but no melody, and then a melody for a verse, but no chord progression. You might have a great bass line that you think will be the bass line of the verse, and then you might have a melody for the chorus and then some lyrical ideas for the bridge. But again, you know, that's that's messy. You have all these different parts that you think are maybe going to fit together into one song, but they might not. Because again, songwriting is or can be messy. Another thing going off of you know, things like my six-step lyric writing checklist or any other, you know, step thing you may see out there, like five steps to write a song. 
It can be unclear when you need to take steps back or when you're truly done. Because to use the six-step lyric editing process for a moment, sometimes you get to iterative lyric editing, but later realize that there's something fundamentally wrong with that second verse that you've already done the iterative lyric editing to. So you've made it better and better and better, line at a time, section at a time, word at a time, until you're like, man, the second verse is awesome. But then you realize that it has something fundamentally wrong with it. It doesn't tell the part of the story it needs to tell. It basically just repeats the first verse in different words. Many different issues you can find. And then you find that you may need to rewrite it from the ground up. Even though agnostic of the rest of the song, it actually is a pretty good verse. But in context of the song, it might just not work. And sometimes it can be hard to tell. Right? Can you keep iterating on that section and fix it? Or is it fundamentally flawed and need to be scrapped and rewritten from the ground up? It can be hazy if you really need to rewrite from the beginning. And then on the other side, when's the song done? Right? This is something that I think a lot of people struggle with. Because sometimes, frankly, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell when a song is done sometimes. Sometimes you look at your song... You're like, you know, the the verse flows into the pre-chorus in a wonderful way, both from a chord progression perspective and from a melodic perspective and from a lyrical perspective, and it flows perfectly then into the chorus, and you're happy with your lyric from from start to end, or even love your lyric from start to end. The melody feels natural all the way through the melody and the Lyrics pair perfectly together. The chord progression perfectly supports that melody and lyric. Sometimes that happens. And that's, I think, what we're all shooting for. But it's not easy or even possible to get every song where you're completely thrilled about it from top to bottom. From the melody of the verse to the chord progression of the bridge to the lyrics of the chorus to the bass line of the verse to the piano part of the bridge, right? We could go on and on and on. There's so many different parts that are all playing together. And it can be difficult and might even be an impossible ask to ask of yourself that you love every part of every song you put out there, right? It might just be that you're never quite satisfied with the bridge. Maybe there's a part of the lyric that just, you can't figure it out. You don't think there's anything wrong with it. You just don't love it quite as much as the rest of the song. And it can be hard to tell. It can be so hard to tell. Am I done with this song? Am I just being picky? Am I overthinking it? And I'm actually making the song worse by continuing to edit it. So it can be unclear. It can be unclear when our song is done. It can be unclear when it's time to, you know, take a step back. You know, you might even have a song where each section is good on its own, but the chorus just feels unnatural coming from the pre-chorus or coming from the verse. Can't figure out why. And it might just be that, hey, it is a great chorus for another song. And you need to totally rewrite what the chorus of this song is going to be. And again, sometimes it's messy. You might even have a single song that you think, hey, every part of this is great, but it just doesn't work all together. And then you realize that you need to rewrite the second verse lyric completely 
And the bridge really just doesn't work with the song, but it would maybe make a good part of another song. And then the chorus doesn't really work with the bridge or the verses. So that really should be a chorus for a third song. And then you end up realizing, you know what, that that bridge really wasn't that great anyway. So you end up just trashing it, basically, and never really end up using it. Because songwriting is messy. Lastly, you will almost certainly have a lot more crumpled up paper on the ground than you will final product. Now, I mean this mostly metaphorically, but hey, if you write your songs literally on pieces of paper, this might be literally true as well. If you were renovating a room and you had to paint it like 10 times before you found the right color, how would you feel about that? Be pretty frustrated, I imagine, right? Or if you tried to do a math problem, I know, we're ta I'm taking you back to school, I'm sorry, but if you had to try to do a math problem 10 times and still didn't get the right answer, how annoyed would you be? In fact, have you ever even had to do a math problem 10 different times, you know, adjust a few things, or, or maybe it just was like, I'm pretty sure I did it right, I must have missed one, I forgot to carry a zero, or whatever it is. Um, how annoyed would you be, right? I mean, by time three, you're probably ticked. Right? Like, I have to restart this whole thing. All that work I just did, all the five minutes I took to try to solve the math problem was for nothing because I got the wrong answer. I did something wrong. Songwriting is an exercise in mental fortitude against just how much work and time goes into writing that doesn't make the final cut. Dead ends and songs that will never see the light of day. I think we all like to imagine a notebook where we simply write a lyric from our heads, one per page, and they're all good. No crossing out necessary, no scribbles, no adjustments. Yeah, that sounds amazing, but that's not reality. Reality is writing way more than you keep, both musically and lyrically. Specifically lyrically, I've talked about this before, but it, at this point, it is not uncommon in fact, it's probably more common than not that I write over 10 pages worth of lyrics to come up with the less than one page final product. The highest I've hit that I remember is 17 pages. 17 pages. In my slight defense, or I guess not my slight defense, because I don't think there's anything wrong with that, to be clear. I just think that if you have a high lyrical standard, you should almost expect this. Um, but that, that lyric did end up being like a page and a half's worth. But still, 17 pages worth, right? Which means 15 and a half of those pages are metaphorically thrown in the trash. Now, because I do everything on Google Drive, technically it's still there. And if maybe there was something decent in that that could be leveraged into a new song, I can go back and look. But most of the time, that does end up being stuff that just essentially is crumpled up paper on the ground that's never going to be used again. And a part of that's just a necessary part of the process where, you know, often you have to write a bunch of wrong things before you come across the right thing. Thinking of it as, you know, a journey. If you're trying to find yourself, you know, you're you're alone on an island and you know that there's fresh water somewhere on the island. So you kind of experiment. You go, you know, to the right at first and you follow the shoreline and you don't find it. So then you try, okay, let's go straight through the forest and you don't find it. And then you say, well, what if I head straight towards that volcano I see in the distance? 
you know, songwriting is exploration. So unlike, again, production, something like an assembly line, we need to expect to go in more wrong directions than right directions. We need to expect to have a lot more crumpled up paper, to have a lot more songs that we started writing or bass line over here or a piano riff over there or a guitar chord progression or or hook over there that essentially end up in the recycling bin or the trash, I should say, because the recycling bin implies that we're actually going to recycle and reuse it at some point. And often, most of the time, we're not, we're just not. Um, although it's good to keep it so you can. Uh, but ultimately, we have to embrace that, you know, maybe 90, probably like 95 to 98% of all the work you do for songwriting ends up being something that people don't see. And if you think about it, even for your favorite artist, who probably, like on average these days, an artist releases like a 10-song album every three years. Some are more than that, I know. But like, I know artists that release an album every four years now, and they're like 10 songs. I know other artists that still are every two years, right? And some artists have like 16 song albums and stuff. But if I were to guess, the average right about now is something like one 12 song album every three years or two and a half years or something. And that's literally their job, right? Now, now yes, most of their time is touring and all that. But like being a musician, songwriter, etc., is what they do. They don't have a quote unquote day job. And ultimately, in all the time that they probably spend writing and working on new songs and all that stuff, what they end up ever showing you is 12 songs every three or so years. That's four songs a year. Four songs a year. That's one song every three months. And again, this is the pros, right? So, and and often, there's really, I think, two different types of songwriters, and one seems to be more common than the other, but one is that you largely abandon songs early on that you think aren't going to be good enough to make the cut to not waste time on them, which is my methodology. I, I don't really understand when people fully write 100 songs for a 10-song album because, like, you had to know when you were, like, halfway through song number 34 that like that song number 34 there's no way it's going to be in your top 10 songs you're currently working on and there's only gonna be 10 songs on the album so why i i don't really understand why you waste time on something that like you you know it's getting thrown in the trash anyway shouldn't you spend more time making one of the 10 songs better or you know write, writing a brand new song that may you know be your new best song or your new you know, top five that would be on the album or whatever. Uh, so I've never understood that methodology, but but a lot of artists utilize that methodology. So that's a hundred songs sometimes, and I, I, like th these are actual figures I've heard. Right? Oh yeah, I wrote a hundred songs for that album, and that album ends up having twelve songs. So eighty-eight of them, where'd they go? Right? And maybe someday you know, acoustically on YouTube or something, they're like, hey, I never released this song, but here's a song that I wrote for this album that, that didn't make the cut, right? So, oh, now we're up to 13 out of the 100. 
And then maybe they re-release the album later on or they have a greatest hits where they're like, oh, and here's a, a song that didn't quite make the album, but we did record it. Because uh, often, you know, for like a 12-song album, they'll still record 16 songs or something. So maybe maybe all in all, even though the, the album has 12 songs, 15 of them ever see the light of day. Because maybe the, the last one, because I think I explained possibly two more. So maybe the one other one ends up making a future album or something. Still in that scenario, 85 out of the 100 songs never see the light of day. And probably nobody will ever hear. And these are for the pros. So, again, you'll have a lot more crumpled up paper on the ground than final product. This is true of any creative person ever, I think. Just, just anything we do, there's a lot more crumpled up paper on the ground than final product. Some things more than others. I think songwriting is towards the top of the list probably um, for for this specific concept. Um, certainly seems to me that artists, you know, if they start a painting, they kind of just finish it. Or sometimes they abandon it. But, but ultimately, it seems like songwriters are towards the top of this list. So embrace it. Writing is editing. Keep this in mind. Writing is editing. You're going to have a lot of crumpled up paper. You're going to have a lot of versions that didn't quite make the cut because you re-edited it and made it better. So even the stuff that you do write that isn't quite crumpled up paper initially and does end up being the inspiration for what makes the final cut, even a lot of that might have a good line or two that ends up getting cut and never makes a final product. So we just have to embrace that because, again, songwriting is messy. And again... If you want to make it less messy, one way you can do that is grabbing my six-step lyric writing checklist. It's at songwritertheory.com slash lyric checklist. Takes you through the six steps that I go through. That has really helped me to systematize at least my lyric writing. Now, again, as I alluded to, don't be afraid to like go back a step or something because you might end up finding yourself you know, doing iterative lyric editing, but then realizing that the section that you're doing that with is actually inherently broken, so you kind of have to start from scratch, rewrite it. You might even, you know, get to the point where the song theoretically is almost finished and then you realize, you know what, this story is dumb. I have a better story idea. And then you start from the beginning or close to the beginning, uh, restart with the writing process or maybe you go even before the writing process and you redo the the brainstorm sheet where maybe you're getting images, you're doing some prose writing, all to sort of just flesh out the ideas of the song Regardless, be sure to check that out, songwritertheory.com slash lyric checklist. Totally free, my gift to you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every, every single one of you. I appreciate especially those of you who have taken the time to leave a kind review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. That is super appreciated. That helps other people find this podcast. That helps me out is probably the best way to help me out at the time. So if you've been enjoying the podcast uh, be sure to do that if you haven't already. Thank you again for listening. Thank you especially doubly for those of you who have or are about to go leave a kind review on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And I will talk to you in the next one.